you would please turn to Isaiah chapter 9. This time of year, every year, I try to go to these verses, and I love them. And I want to be a blessing to you tonight. Isaiah chapter 9. I want to begin to read verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increases of government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the very opportunity to be in this place for your people. We never take it lightly. And dear God, we ask you in Jesus' name that you'll bless everyone that's come tonight with a very special blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was, especially the last part of verse 7, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I was listening to Dr. Harold Seidler years ago preach on Isaiah 53 and talking about the crucifixion of Christ and the plan of God's salvation. And uh, he said, people come up to me all the time and talk about the virgin birth and, and all it is to do with Christ. And how can this happen? How can this be? And the Bible says, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Amen. And that's how it's going to be. But I want to talk to you tonight about Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. I, I couldn't understand that for a long time right after God called me uh, to preach. I got to studying these verses. But the birth of Jesus is distinguished from the giving of the Son of God. This child is indeed the very Son of God. But the Holy Spirit uses language that is all the difference in the world. As a child... In human flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, was born in Bethlehem's manger. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 7 now. Just back up a little bit. Isaiah chapter 7. Look with me in verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, go to Matthew chapter 1 a minute. Matthew chapter 1, <coughs> excuse me, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted is God with us. All Matthew is doing here is quoting from Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 4. So no doubt about it, Emmanuel was born. That's Jesus. But as the Son of God, He had no birth. He had no beginning. He had no end. As a Son of God, He's eternal. Now, God wanted to die for sinners, <clears throat> but like one old boy was talking about, I was trying to lead him to the Lord several years ago. He, t- he said... You say that Jesus is God in the flesh. How can you kill God if God is God? Well, you can't. There's no way you can kill God. 
He wouldn't be God if you could. And if God could die, they've had a saying going on several years ago, God is dead. Well, if He's God, He can die. And so uh, when you talk about God dying for sinners, the only way that that can happen is He took on a human body in the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that He might die in human flesh. And so as the Son of God, He's eternal. And God wanted to die for sinners, but God is eternal. He cannot die. So in order to taste death for every man, like the Bible says, He did do, in order to die, the eternal Son of God, the second person of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, was made flesh and dwelt among us, according to John chapter 1 and verse 14. Now, because Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary without a father, uh, humanly, uh, and because he was God, in, uh, God was his father. Uh, he was born of the Holy Spirit. He was sinless God man, and because he was perfect man, Jesus could, and he is the only one who could and can suffer death for a sinner. Now, simply because Jesus was eternal, God manifest in the flesh, sinless, all powerful, and divine. There's only one person, there's only one person that could ever die for our sins. And that's the man, Christ Jesus, because he's sinless perfect. And if you go back in the Old Testament and you study the little lambs and the the animal sacrifices, every one of them had to be a perfect uh, uh, sample. For instance, they couldn't have a spot in their uh, flesh. They couldn't have a broken foot. They couldn't have anything wrong with them. They had to put them up and keep them in the pen. They had to be a perfect sacrifice. And that pointed to Jesus Christ coming to this world and being our sinless, perfect sacrifice. So when the Bible says now in Isaiah chapter 9, For unto us a child is given, unto us a son, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. So therefore on that first Christmas, Jesus was born in this world. But as a son of God, he was given to become the world's savior for sinners and for Israel's Messiah. Now, Satan just didn't begin to try to get rid of Christ and all Christians. The devil has been trying to do that ever since he came into this world in the Garden of Eden. The devil's crowd has been trying to take Christ out of Christmas ever since. Now, and But Satan knows better he can't do it. Millions will sing about the baby Jesus during this Christmas time. Millions will observe this manger scene during this time. And the star of Bethlehem. And you could go on and on. And what the heathen does and the sinner and the devil themselves know that men's going to talk about Jesus during this time of the year. And for over 2,000 years now, historians all over the world are remembering the Savior's birth. They sing the Christmas carols. Also, all secular history dates from the birth of Christ. Even an infidel that says he doesn't believe in Christ has to date his checks and date his letters before or after the birth of Christ. Also, history itself dates by the birth of Christ, such as Caesar's lived before Christ, Napoleon and Shakespeare lived in the year of our Lord, 
every teacher of history must tell their peoples the birth of Christ stands in the center of all ages. Whether he wants to honor Christ or not, it's still irrefutable fact that Christ of the cross is still God. And he was born under this world, into this world to let every man know God loves man, period. I love John 3.16 for this reason. You know why? When God called me to preach, I had to realize something. There is not a soul out there that God doesn't love. And, and you get to thinking about it. There's some hard cases. We were talking about some just for the service, some things going on. And it's hard to believe that God could love some people like you see th- doing things they do. But the Bible says, for God so loved the world. Amen. And I really believe this. There had never been a man born, a woman or child. Don't make any difference that God didn't love. Now going back to Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. says, His name shall be called Wonderful. Why? Because the heavenly and earth were created by Him. He's wonderful in His creation. He's wonderful in His beauty and glory. His sinless nature is uh, beautiful. His love for all mankind is beautiful. How He made His sinful creatures sinless is beautiful, wonderful. He's wonderful in His birth. No man born like Jesus. He's the only begotten Son of God. No one has ever been holy like Jesus. He was wonderful either every way uh, and raised, from raising the dead and healing the sick. And you could go on and on Jesus is wonderful because he was defeat he has defeated the devil. Now John seven verse forty six. Never man spake like this man. You know what I, I've said several times, I've said under some of the greatest preachers I guess the world has ever known since I've been saved. And I sometimes make a hair on the back of your neck stand up just to listen to them preach with authority from the Word of God. Can you imagine sitting in the presence of the Lord Jesus and hearing Him preach. And preach to you. I know one thing. I don't think it'd be like some of these early preachers. Amen? It'd be something. Never man spake like this man. No one ever died like this man. Jesus gave up His ghost. No man took His life from Him. And so Jesus is the mighty God. Now, let's go back to Isaiah's 9, uh, uh, and look at verse 6. For unto us a child is born, that's the manger scene. Unto us a son is given, that's the cross scene. And the government shall be upon his shoulder one of these days. Jesus is coming back, and he's going to govern. Amen. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. That's not so today, but it will be one day the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government, government that shall be no end upon the throne of David. That ain't happened yet, but it's going to happen. He's going to sit on the throne of David forever and ever. And it, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth forever. Amen. Now, how in the world can all that take place? The seal of the Lord's going to perform it. Amen. You know what I come to conclude? I've been studying angels for the last few days. The origin of angels, where they came from. And uh, a lot of people don't believe in angels, but buddy, I do. 
for the simple reason the Bible says so. And so I believe in angels. But I've been studying the fallen angels. I've been studying the holy angels. God made uh, righteous angels, the, the angels that, that uh, does the bidding of our Savior. And I've been studying. I've been studying where Satan came from, how he came into existence. It's a very strange thing when all, how all that's put together. And and somebody comes along and says, "How in the world can all that take place by the zeal of the Lord? By the zeal of the Lord? You ever been around somebody that has zeal? I like to be around them kind of people. I don't like to be around a sad sack. I just don't. I meet so many people. That, poor, poor, pitiful me." It's strange how they, they see a preacher and find out you're a preacher. Buddy, here comes the poor, poor, pitiful me. Preacher, please feel sorry for me. I'm having a hard time. Now, don't misunderstand me. I want to pray for everybody. I want to have sympathy on everybody. But every once in a while, I like to be around somebody that's got some zeal. Amen? I mean, what I'm talking about is some unction about it. I mean, somebody just, you know, you can feel the, the energy around them. Uh, Shelly said my uh, daughter-in-law's that way. When she comes in the room, she lights up the room. Well, that ain't the kind of zeal I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. But, uh, but isn't it something you, you meet some people that's just got more energy about them and, and uh, excitement about them than other people around you. And when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, no one like Him. I mean, the zeal of the Lord will perform it. That's talking about His might and His power. You know what? I come across the question, is anything too hard for the Lord? I've had people ask ask me that many, many times. They're having trouble with their marriage. They're having trouble with their family. They're having trouble with their kids. They're having trouble on their job. They're having trouble with their body and sickness and everything. And they come and ask the question, can God do this? Yes, He can. There's nothing too hard for God. Amen? Why? Because he has a zeal of God. And that's the reason. And I know one thing, when it comes to the virgin birth, I don't question that. You know why? Because of the zeal of the Lord. Hey, when he was born through a manger, I don't question that. But when it comes to the cross, I don't question that either. God was dying on that cross for my sins. And I don't question that, because God can do anything. Amen? Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, would you bless the reading and studying of thy word tonight and bless everyone who's come. Lord, we're really looking forward to the next few days of Christmas time and just being with our family and friends. And we ask you to bless us all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shake him, somebody, please.